0: there, Hi-Fi friends and family. We are so excited to be here with you for another episode of the Hi-Fi Preschool and Kids Weekly Training Podcast. I am Crystal Mazzucca and I am joined by Isaac Kirsten. Woo! (laughs) And Michaela Stevens. Hey, friends. And we just have so much fun getting to talk with you all about Hi-Fi and about these incredible, incredible truths of who we are and who the kids in our ministry are because of who god is and so uh, it is the week of thanksgiving um if you are listening and you're in canada we know that you guys already had your thanksgiving but it's okay because i know our celebrations are all very similar so um i think and kayla i would love to know what is your favorite part of thanksgiving oh so
1: many things i love thanksgiving um I mean, I'm I'm a southern girl, so I I love the food. Like I just love yes. Thanksgiving food. And I only really love to eat it once or twice a year and then I'm done. I don't really want dressing or stuffing or whatever the rest of the year, but um so the food is always really really fun for me, but I also have had a tradition growing up in our family. Y'all may have this tradition too. I may not be that special. Um, but, like, we would go around the table and just, like, share what we're thankful for as we're, like, sitting at the table before we, like, pray and enjoy the meal. Um, and it's always just such a sweet time not only to hear everyone's responses, but I also love the just, like, delay of, like, sitting together and, like, okay, we've been working for this meal this whole time. Everyone sit down and let's eat. Um, but actually sitting down and, like, the food's there and it looks beautiful and all those things. But – it's just a, okay, we're just going to sit for a minute and we're just going to talk. and We're going to talk about what Mm -hmm. we're thankful for. Um, And there's a little bit of like delay into like the actual meal and a reset to remind us of like just the treasure of getting to be together and to celebrate together. So. Yeah. I
2: love that. What about you? Isaac. Mine is not nearly as beautiful as Kayla's. That was beautiful. Like (laughs) I think I'm going to adopt that for like my family's traditions now. (laughs) So oh, man. I'm, I'm going to slide in here with a little bit, little bit less beautiful. I, mine is a BB gun uh, competition that we have every at the end of the day every year. That is so awesome. normally, amazing. Like all of my family likes different types of sodas. So like we'll have a doctor. I'll have Dr. Peppers. Like my sisters love Coke. My wife likes Diet Coke. So we have by the end of the day, because that's the day we can like splurge a little bit. And we've had one with like breakfast. We have one. So we have normal. Normally, the stack of cans at the end of the day, and we have like a mini BB gun competition where we take go outside and we see who can knock over the most cans in so many tries, and it's a tons of fun, like way to end the day, kind of remembering what we've been doing throughout the day, kind of laugh together, but then also just have some good, healthy competition.
0: That is amazing and so fun. Um, so I like Kayla. I would say food is huge for me. Um, but I would eat Thanksgiving food like all day, every night. I love it. And while I am not, I am not from the South. I have never lived in the South. I have parents who had parents that grew up in the South. So I would say we have a pretty, like you would say, dressing instead of stuffing mm-hmm. at first. And like that's what I've always called it is dressing because mm-hmm. I've, I've grown up with that. But in collard greens, I love it. But honestly, my favorite part is I am the person who puts up their Christmas tree on thanksgiving and so it's become part of my thanksgiving tradition is after the meal i decorate for christmas i start listening to christmas music i love it and um it's just it's fantastic so that is when to me thanksgiving marks the beginning of the christmas season which is super fun so
1: i love that and i think it's so fun just because like you get Thanksgiving, but then you get to jump into Christmas and um it's just a it's just a fun time. I am I'm, I'm for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um Good. Thanksgiving of course, you know, it's just it's a time of togetherness. Uh you're with friends, you're with family. Um, last year, I should have said this already. Last year, I went out to eat on Thanksgiving because it was just me and my mom. And that was maybe the best ever because you got to eat the food, but not clean up. So, uh, (laughs) Thanksgiving is all about togetherness. And whether you spend it with friends or whether you spend it with family, um, we know that we are blessed with community, that God created us to be in relationship with other people, to enjoy one another as we enjoy him and that is what we are focusing on this last week um in november is this truth that god wants us to work together and we see that through uh the book of ephesians um just kind of this this command and this direction and this encouragement to really do life with one another so ephesians 4 does talk about what life with one another can and should look like and why is this good news for our gen alpha kids especially as we know they are more and more facing isolation and loneliness.
1: This is such good news, not only for Gen Alpha kids, but also for us as leaders and for our kids, for our teenagers, as we think about um, how God has put us where we are, and in the season uh, that we are in for um, for his purpose and for his kingdom, so we know that we all long to belong, right. Belonging is a core <laughs> human need, and that true belonging means that we are fully known and fully loved not only by God but by one another. Um, And so the key emotional need for this generation is feeling like we are seen and feeling like we are known. So the good news for Gen Alpha kids is that God made us to belong. God made mm-hmm. us to be part of community and he wants us to live in biblical community with one another, to work together with one another, to do life with one another. And so as kids are feeling the isolation, as they're feeling the loneliness, I think it's important to help our kids understand that the feeling is not the reality. It's not what's true. Well, yeah, what, I, yeah. what I mean by that is that I may be feeling this thing, but that this doesn't mean this is what is true of me or this is who God created me to be. God didn't make me to be isolated and lonely and all alone. He made me to be part of community, part of biblical community, and to live Mm -hmm. out my life and my gifts and my purpose um, with my community to reach generations upon generations of other people. So I think it's really important and good news for our kids to know even when they're feeling isolated and lonely, God made them for community. He made them to belong. um, And that's really good news. Amen. It is, man, that
0: is just, that is just so, so good. And even as we talk to kids about this, and we know that this is good news, right? Like I just, I pulled up Ephesians um, in, in my little Bible app here. And I think about this thing of like letting go of bitterness and wrath, um, shouting and slandering, getting rid of malice, being kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. Like, we know that this is good news, but it's hard. It is hard to do life with one another. We don't want to sugarcoat that for kids and just say, If you just love jesus hard enough this is going to come so easy like there's a reason that paul had to say you need to do this you need to stop doing this and you need to do this because he knew that people needed the reminder we still need the reminder today so um what does it look like to help people lean into community when it's hard Isaac? what would you say it looks like like how can we help encourage and inspire our kids and our family is like, lean in, even when you don't want to do this. Not so I love how you brought experience.
2: it. No, <laughs> never at all. Never, never at all. Like disagreement. What is that? No, but... <laughs> Let's be real. In all reality, (laughs) I think that a big part of this is to look at the tail end of that verse is just as Christ has loved you. And that Mm. be our starting point for showing this to kids, Mm -hmm. because unless kids understand first and foremost, that yes, they can see that the person who has done them wrong is broken, but until they can also understand that they themselves are broken, that they themselves have decided to do what they think is best instead of what God says is best, they Mm -hmm. have sinned, then there will never be that moment where they can forgive that person, where they can have compassion with that person, where they can talk to that person in a loving manner because they're always going to see them as the bad guy and them as the hero, as the good guy. But the shift, when we have to flip the script, we have to share with these kids that they are... Sinners that they have messed up and it is only through jesus that Mm -hmm. they can be saved it is only through jesus that we can have this community so when we center this community on not what we have done not who we are not what we have achieved but instead all about what god has done for us what god has achieved how he has transformed us then we will never be able to reach that like um that community because we're going to continually disagree on what color the carpet is. We're going to continually disagree on what songs we sing during worship. We're Mm -hmm. going to continually disagree on all of these different things, but when we realize that, yes, we are not perfect, but God is, and when we celebrate Him, when we worship Him, when we come together as a community that follows Him, that we can forgive those other things. We can forgive those slights. We can forgive those times where people have, and I also don't want to sweep the other things under the rug, where there are moments when people are going to hurt you there are moments where things are going to happen and it's going to get messy because we all do mess up we all say dumb things i I, you guys can agree with me i've said some dumb things before (laughs) but we we all say things and that causes friction that causes divisiveness but when we can all give each other grace when we can all um, be honest with each other and say hey i I I forgive you for messing up because I know I have messed up. We can create a community that follows God and works together to not make us known, not make our personal beliefs known or the things that we want to be made known, but instead make God known in our community.
0: Yeah, I am. I continually. (laughs) It's a little sad over some of the hurt that we see. Um, Kids and families have felt at the, um, because of people who are part of the church. Um, and I think that we have to be especially sensitive to that now um, when we are, when we're talking about this and we're encouraging our kids and our families and our volunteers, mm-hmm. like, come be a part of this community. And they look and they say, you know what, I tried that and it didn't go well. I tried that and I got really, really hurt. Um, what would you guys say that we can do to help these kids and these families that have been hurt, like legitimately, genuinely hurt by Christian community?
1: I think one of the first things that comes to mind is listen, um, yeah. listen, listen to their stories um with compassion mm. um and with openness. Um, I think listening and caring for people and and helping them really feel seen and known um, really builds that relationship. And I also think something else that would be helpful is um, is finding healing in relationships. Yeah, yeah. So we mm-hmm. know we all know the phrase like hurt people hurt people, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But The opposite of that is also true. So, when we do the really hard and the really courageous work of developing new friendships despite past hurt, despite mm. past brokenness, then we allow community and friendships and relationships to rebuild trust. And this isn't yeah. just like something like this isn't just faith-based, but I mean there it's also it's also science related to this. I'm going to go on I'm going to go off on a little bit of a of a science nerd Uh, tangent but here we go like there's this there's this neuroplasticity is what it's called that's in our brain um there's something about that that gets reset neuroplasticity is like the the ability of the the networks in our brain to change and to grow through a reorganization of priorities yeah and Mm -hmm. so Mm. what that means is is as we continue to push ahead and to pursue relationships with trustworthy people to change some of the neurons or some of the networks in our brain and the behaviors so that what we tell ourselves when we're in relationship if we've been hurt maybe you've been hurt before you're going to be hurt again this person's going to disappoint you right this person's going to let you down like just be on guard and be looking because it's going to happen As we build trustworthy friendships um, with other people in within the church, um, there's something in our brain that gets rewired to say, this is a trustworthy person, just because this was a past hurt doesn't mean it has to be a present hurt. Um, And so we're continuing to move um, the needle a little bit on gaining trust and gaining influence with people who have been hurt in past relationships. Mm Yeah.
0: Well, um, it's a great opportunity. Like it's a heartbreaking thing, but it's a great opportunity that we have to be a part of that healing and that restoration. And of course, knowing what that can mean that happens. Um, but it's not just hurt people who can have a hard time, um, doing this whole working together, doing life with one another, we get kids that come in our ministry that just have a really hard time finding community and connection. Um, Isaac, do you have like any any thoughts with that, especially thinking about your time um, leading a, mm-hmm. a children's ministry? like How can we come alongside those kids that are just really struggling to find community in our churches?
2: Yeah, I think the first thing that we can do is just show that they belong there i yeah. think a lot of kids they feel like an outsider whether whether we perceive them as that or not but i feel like they as immediately when they come into a new space even in a space where they've been week after week after week they feel like an outsider there may be kids that are moving a little bit faster than they want to move there may be kids that are a little bit louder than they want to be they maybe there are those kids that they just they're like i don't want to play that game Just Mm. making them feel like they, first of all belong that's going to be a huge step and little things like knowing their name referring to them by their name not just hey come over here but like hey sherry come over here and come sit next to me show that they have a not only a like they belong in this space but they actually have a place next to you that they belong and you can have a specific location where they you can say hey come sit next to me and then give them something that they can accomplish that's something that hey maybe before we actually talk and front of the whole group I'm going to ask you a question that maybe I'm just going to ask you like hey what is a time where maybe you felt afraid or what is a time where you had something really exciting happen to you and just let them talk to you have that personal like that time where you're just talking to them and then as you start to talk to them as you figure out maybe what school they go to maybe they homeschool and you can connect them to some of the other homeschoolers Mm. in the group maybe Mm -hmm. you can say hey you go to this school well hey Johnny over here goes to that school too are you guys in the same class and they can say yeah we're in the same class and you're starting to build community there oh you like to play soccer well hey this person over here likes to play soccer because you've already had this conversation with some of the other kids in the <laughs> class as well so as you start to have these conversations and you just get to know these kids you get to first off start creating simple connections of what school they go to what things they like to do hmm <laughs> Do they like to paint? Do they like to color? Hey, they both have brothers. Hey, they both have sisters. Little things like that can l- create little connections. And then as we start to do activities, maybe they're on the same team. Maybe yeah. they're um, all doing the same type of activity, and we get to create bigger connections with the whole group. And slowly but surely, and next week we might have to kind of start over, maybe not from square one, but maybe from square two, and have to get them reacclimated. And this could be a slower process but slowly but surely we will be able to see those kids not only just come into the room and say hey I'm here but come into the room and come give you a high five because you've given them a high five the last three or four weeks Mm -hmm. that they've been there but Mm -hmm. now they're coming to give you a high five and they're saying your name and you get to say hey Sherry I'm so excited to see you and then not only then a few weeks later not only are they excited to give you a high five but they're excited to see their other two friends that they have been hanging out with they've been coloring with they've been talking with and maybe they've even seen at school throughout the week and they get to be excited that they get To see their church friend at school as well, so slowly we are building these um, this community, and we're not doing this just so that kids can have friends. We're not doing this just so that they feel like they have a safe place, not so that they can just have the most fun that they've ever had at church, but eventually. We want this to be a community that is asking questions together about who God is, that are asking questions together about what does God mean in my life? So by the time that kids are hearing the gospel, hearing this good news, and they are making decisions, now they don't only have a community together that says, hey, this is what we have fun at church, but hey, this is what we believe and we can lean on each other as we go to middle school, as we go to high school, they are building that community.
1: Isaac, I love what you said about that. And I just, I want to repeat something in just a little bit different way because you said it so eloquently and I just don't want us to miss it. So in talking about helping kids feel like they belong, one of the things that you mentioned is like bringing kids in, just letting them sit by you. And I think that's so valuable and important Uh. because one of the things that we're teaching at that moment is little little kiddo who's a maybe a little shy or scared or just feels uncomfortable or inundated with all of the sensory overload right now you don't have to do anything to belong here amen And that is so important as Hmm. we talk about biblical community because sometimes we can get in our mode of like we have to do this activity so come be a part of this activity But I think by those subtle opportunities that we take to say,
0: you're not ready
1: to do that, that's okay. You want to come sit by me? We're telling that child through our actions that we want you and you belong here and there's nothing you have to do to earn it. And I think that's really powerful.
0: Absolutely, Keila, That is so, so good. Um, Thank you guys both just for these incredible reminders. Um, I know for me personally, but I'm sure our listeners all appreciate just like this is who god has made us to be and gen alpha this might be the only place that they are getting exposed to this and that they're they're hearing this so let's be super intentional about helping kids see that like they are made for community and that god wants us to work together and do life together um it could change them forever and high five community we want to remind you that we want to do life with you and we want to work together with you. And so we keep talking about our, um, hi-fi Facebook community. Again, we just love for you to be a part of that. Let us know, um, what's going well for you. Let us know what questions you have. Let us help one another be there for one another and really, uh, do life with one another because that's what we were made to do. So, um, you're super excited by the way, for next week, uh, we are going to be launching uh, our december resources which are gonna be all about christmas which is super exciting um we have got some uh i just I, I can't even start to tell you how great our december resources are so you're just gonna need to tune in next week as we get to talk about the truth i am not alone god is with me it's so good so hi five community we'll see you on facebook Happy Thanksgiving, and for those of you who are not in America, happy whatever is happening for you this week. We'll see you guys later. Bye.